Hi, G. Sarah. Hi, Elaine. How are you? I'm good. Um, so you are um, someone that has a lot of knowledge about the spiritual realm. And um, before we go into it, um, I was just wanting to ask you if you could just share like a brief introduction about yourself, especially for um, members at our church who may not know you or any of our viewers as well. Hello, church. Um, my name is Sarah Huang. Uh, my maiden name, Sarah, if I want to say Vietnamese, can I say in Vietnamese? Go for it. Or does it matter? Okay, well, um, Hong Bích Trần, that's what I was named when I was born. Uh, my husband, Peter Huang, uh, it, we've been married for 17 years. And we have a son who's uh, Joshua, 16, and Emma Grace, who is 11. So uh, it's very humbling to hear that uh, supposedly I have a lot of experience. No, I do not have a lot of experience on the spiritual realm. However, uh, I am honored and um, take this opportunity to share to you what God has taught me throughout the years. And we currently live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, awaiting a return to go to Cambodia. And um, for our TLC members and viewers, um, G. Sarah is actually a mentor of uh, Kayla from our church too. So she's not just a random stranger. We know her. <laughs> <laughs> we hope to see your church uh, at some point, if we can. It would be amazing for you guys to visit. Mm -hmm. It would be awesome. Yeah, Kayla was saying, kept on saying, but it's so expensive to go there. Oh, yeah. So for this, um, this month's series on Word of the Week, we are talking about the spiritual realm. And um, we're just going to dive into these questions, okay? Okay. All right. So for the first question, what is the spiritual realm and how much attention should Christians give to it? Okay, so my understanding is we live in a two realm. Um, we normally see, say the visible realm and the invisible or natural and supernatural. The spiritual realm is um, the world or the realm where spirits inhabit. Now it could be evil spirits and good spirits. We see this in the Bible when Jesus, I mean, when God uses the angels to do his work. Now, we also know that there are fallen angels or evil spirits who are rebellious towards God. And therefore, um, they would do what Satan, their leader, tells them to do. So there's different manifestations. Um, don't be fooled by what we see or hear or uh, from movies and songs and folklore that they're all scary looking demons, not necessarily true. So um, just wanted to say that, you know, a lot of times we think of it as the invisible. And so we're like, uh, there are people from one spectrum who say it's invisible. It's something that we can't really put our hands on. So let's not talk about it. Mm -hmm. And we, and you know, that there are, are, churches and, and denominations who really think of it as taboo, like they don't really talk about it, encourage it at all. Meanwhile, you have the way on the other side where it's like fascination with it, almost obsession about it. You know, everywhere is spirits. Or you would go to like the Native Americans or natives in different countries where they think every single thing, it has spirits. That's not necessarily true. So we need to have discernment and recognize there Spirits is real, the spiritual realm is real, but not so much so that it occupies our minds and our attention to the point where we can't do anything without being fearful of it. We shouldn't fear it. You know, as Christians, we don't need to fear the spiritual realm or spirits in general. And I'll talk more about it later on. Mm -hmm. And um, moving on to the next question, have you personally had experiences within the spiritual realm or know anyone who has? Yes, 
And yes, <laughs> um, I have personally experienced it uh, positively and negatively. Um, let's go with the positive. Uh, God in Christ in me, this Holy Spirit in me, um, more and more so as I commune with the Lord, as I read his word and listen to um, teachings about it, I realize that you know, the Holy Spirit is in, in me isn't just for like a ticket to heaven, isn't so I can have constant peace. I am to listen to the Spirit of God as he leads me step by step. You know, example like, should we, when should we go back to Cambodia? Is it wise to go back when uh, for our families? Um, or even yet when I was thinking about career, you know, what, what is it that God wants me to do with what he has given me as gifts and the ability to go to school and whatnot. So these are positive spirit of the Lord leading. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also obviously what we are, I think kind of interested in is the scary stuff, you know, the, yeah. the evil spirits. And when I was in seminary, uh, I took a course on spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Great course, I recommend it. I think anybody, if you can just even audit it, so that you can get more information, but also understand the Bible in a broader context. Um, it was one week intensive, and which means is from Monday to Friday, kind of eight hours thing. I um, took upon myself to go live with my cousin so, because it's closer to home. Yeah, I had my own room and by myself. But from the moment I took that class, I noticed just very weird things like, why is it constantly traffic? Why is it there are like accidents all the time? Mm -hmm. Almost as if something, someone, whatever the force does not want me to take this course. Mm -hmm. Now you have to remember, I mean, I'm sorry. I have to say when I took this course before I took it, I was very excited and mm -hmm. I, I prayed to the Lord, help me to learn what you want me to learn throughout this course it's a dangerous prayer oh yes it's a good prayer but yes. it's a dangerous prayer and so <laughs> i really felt everything and learned a lot <laughs> anyway one night the first night i was sleeping by myself uh in the room there was just a huge like a lot of uneasiness um distraction and, and a sense of fear of like the dark. And this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough, you know, I'm not afraid yeah. of the dark, but it, there was almost like, I felt the, the um, a very strong feeling that something was watching me mm -hmm. and really seeking to scare me. And it's weird because I'm not totally by myself. I'm living with my cousin and her family, you know? So I know that I'm not by myself but why am I so afraid to the point where I couldn't sleep? I couldn't even settle my, my emotions. Yeah. And so I was in so much fear that um, the only way that I felt I needed to get out of it was uh, what my professor said, you know, call on the Lord, the, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who died for me, who has redeemed me. So rebuking the spirit as well, saying, you don't have authority over me because I am covered by the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the power of the name of Jesus is so strong that the enemy, that's what they are afraid of. Mm -hmm. So reminding myself, but also rebuking the spirit that they do not have rights. See the evil spirits, they're just here to scare you. Yeah. Right. Not, they can't, they don't have power over us because we have been sealed by Jesus blood. Mm -hmm. but they have power to scare you mm -hmm. and to make you con um, almost challenge right? that, mm -hmm. to doubt that. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. So that's my experience. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of ours had an experience similar to mine, but he actually felt something on him. Mm -hmm. He could see it, but it was on him and he felt like it was suffocating him. And he couldn't breathe. Yeah. So during this time, I think he was in the military and he was very lost. But 
all he knew and remembered was Jesus Christ's name. And so he kept on repeating Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, and basically say, saying God's name out loud. But yeah. he said he couldn't say it, but he said it in his mind. Yeah. And, to, and then one, finally, when it came out of his lips, that's when they, uh, it disappeared or went yeah. away. So that's a very vivid and very physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think oftentimes we think about uh, experience of this kind, we think of oh, uh, demonize, you know, yeah. demon possession. Yeah. I just want to clarify. Um, there are so many different controversy about uh, you being a, uh, sorry, follow of Christ, reborn again, you can't have, you can't be demon possessed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the argument is because God in you cannot be in the same space as the devil. Yeah. Well, if you go back to Job, the devil did enter the throne of God. Mm-hmm. When you think of Jesus tempted in the desert, mm-hmm. the devil was there with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that can't be true. I mean, that is a fallacy, right? But what I think they mean is uh, the devil or the demons and spirits can't possess you. Mm-hmm. You are possessed, meaning you are redeemed and you are God's. You belong to him. No yeah. one can snatch you away. However, they can oppress you, just like how I had that experience and my friend had that experience. And maybe some of you have similar, maybe not to that degree, yeah. you have a feeling of something or some, some force really wanting to challenge you or whatnot, right? Yeah. Well, this girl that we know manifested mm-hmm. what you would read in the Bible and, and see in movies. Yeah. Meaning this petite young lady was stronger than several different muscular guys. Wow. They couldn't even. um, So while this girl was being prayed over by deacons, um, she was manifesting, saying words. The sound was not her voice. Mm -hmm. And she was she was trying to hurt herself, like banging her head. Mm -hmm. But uh, there were at least two, at least two really strong dudes <laughs> were trying to hold her back so she doesn't harm that herself. So that's the manifestation mm-hmm. um, just to prove that it's real. Mm-hmm. It's not something we, we imagine mm-hmm. It's very real and it has power. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a question uh, came up for me. Is it fair to say that when we allow that to give, we allow them to take our power away, like it will manifest more. Yeah. Is that fair to say? I believe so, because here's the thing, my experience was real, but it wasn't to the point where I felt I had no power. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend's feeling, my, my friend's experience was real, but I, I also said at that time, I don't think he was walking with the Lord. Mm. The third example, that girl, she does not, is not a believer. Mm. Now she went to church. Yes. But I think there was a persistent sin. Mm. I think this is what um, made it linger is that there, uh, she continued to be in a sinful lifestyle Mm. and would not relinquish that. So here's the thing. We either belong to Christ or we belong to who? Satan. There is no middle ground. You don't belong to yourself, okay? That's, that's the foolish, but also I think it's very naive for us to think that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this um, kind of segues into our next question. And, you know, it's, we're human, we're going to have sin, right? And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we even have idols in our life. Would you say that spirits are attracted to idols? Yeah, I was looking at this question a lot and I I, I had to talk to my husband because I was like, I took it literally like spirits saying, ooh, that's an idol, let's go into it, you know? And kind of being influenced by movies where you're thinking of relics or amulets or, or charms. I think 
the object in itself isn't something that this the spirit is attracted to. I think what it does is it uses that 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 people believe in, that that people um, think of superstition that if they hold it, they have some sort of power. That's what I think um, spirits are attracted to. Not not the object itself, but what the object can accomplish. So um, I'm thinking right now of like um, like a red string that I see a lot of Asians wear. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who actually had that uh, when she was in high, when we were in high school, and she said her mom had her wear it to you know protect her from evil spirits, right? So does that string have power? Probably not, but I think it has power because we put power into it. And say that it does, and we buy into it. Yeah. Now, I there is another um, scenario where the same girl who I talked to you about, who is demon possessed, she had a charm of some kind, and my husband, through the leading of the spirit, actually um, uh, came to a conclusion that that needs to be removed. Mm-hmm. And he learned that because uh, when he was uh, doing a mission trip in Malaysia, another girl who was very demon possessed, um, that was one of the things that while they were doing deliverance, they got, uh, they took the bracelet off Mm -hmm. and told to destroy and burn, not throw away, but actually destroy. So I think it does because either that item has been um, chanted over, or in Vietnamese, we kind of say, like put something over to welcome the spirit or to have the spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's done on people too, not just objects. So I I, I think the word attract isn't really a thing, like isn't attracted to, but it does use um, objects to to have power over um, the individual. Does that make sense? It does. It almost seems like when we have a strong like emotional tie or attachment to things, it almost seems that um, you know the negative energy could you know manipulate and use that to their advantage, right? Um, yes, and we can talk about that with idols for sure. Um, is that the next question or? Yeah. So idols, they do look different everywhere. And you did mention some of, you know, mm-hmm. the Eastern types of idols. What would you say are some differences between the East um, to the West? Right. Um, okay. So first thing is idols are, and it doesn't matter which culture um, we're talking about, East or West, it's objects um, we, we tend to think of it as an object, like a statue, right? Um, basically it is which a person expresses their devotion and worship, like what you were saying, like the attachment we place with it, mm-hmm. right? So in biblical times, in tribal communities, they tend to carve images that are really scary looking because they think that will scare off the bad spirits Mm -hmm. right to protect them from so you'll have like scary looking dragons in front of a home um or or tiger or something like that Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what we see in the uh sorry the east when i was in cambodia i saw this a lot in altars in um in like uh stickers that they put outside the homes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um in vietnam we call it boa you know uh that you you take from the monks who did this yeah. or shame, uh, sh- shaman. Yeah. Shamans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shamans. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what you, you think of in the East, in the West, um, aside from, you know, Ouija boards and other uh, stuff like tarot cards and whatnot. Uh-huh. I think idols are more prevalent in the unseen things, mm. which is kind of like, you think about mm, uh, ideals, um, concepts, ideologies, 
beliefs, systems, um, but also fame, money, popularity, um, those things, anything basically that takes precedence mm -hmm. over God, because God is enthroned. If you think about the Ten Commandments, what's the first one? You know, thou shalt not worship anybody, because God is a jealous God, and He's not jealous because He's like petty jealous. He's yeah. jealous for you and me because we were created to be worshipers. This is really hard for Americans or Western thinkers. You know, we are very um, intellectual beings and uh, rationalize everything and individualistic, you know, no, I, I, I will not be manipulated, right? But the bottom line is we're worshipers. We are created to worship God. However, because of the fall, the sin entered the world, we have and the temptation of the devil is to twist everything, right? Mm -hmm. Even I think now, I might be getting way off tangent, but um, I think in the West, we think we actually cannot be controlled by anyone and anything. Mm -hmm. I am my own person. You hear this a lot now. Mm -hmm. I'm my own person. You know, the problem with this thinking is um, you can say it if you don't believe in God, because what point of reference do you have, right? Yeah. But if you believe in God, then it makes me question, okay, what do you believe? Mm -hmm. um, are, and object of your worship, what is your, the object of your worship? So here's the thing. We have two kingdoms, God's kingdom and Satan. That's only two kingdoms. Mm -hmm. So where is I am myself? I am me, uh, you know, where does that belong? Mm -hmm. So without going further off with this is, um, I think the West, it might be trickier to identify idols. Mm -hmm. And when you can't identify it, how do you combat it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because in the West, we're a melting pot of so many cultures. So it's even harder to weed out because of all these interrelated systems and cultures, right? Yeah. So there could be even more. Yeah. And, and, and I think that would lead up to the question of superstition. You know, where does that belong? Is that right? I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's way in there. Okay. <laughs> Let me not get ahead of you. So just go ahead. No yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, you were talking about like, you know, just how there are a lot of similarities and it's almost as if it doesn't really matter if it's East or West, there are idols anywhere you go, right? There are idols anywhere you go. Mainly I would say in East is more visible. Mm -hmm. in the west is not as visible mm. okay and uh the next question is how does the spiritual realm apply to both eastern and western idols uh how do they apply let's see sorry i have to find it <laughs> no worries take your time <laughs> meaning uh that one's a little like hard to understand in my opinion <laughs> yeah how come i don't find that where's that un like uh, right number after? five number five okay but you know it almost seems as if you did touch base on that a bit already you know okay i will find it here how how is the how does it apply to east and west um oh yes okay yeah, that's it. I think I answered that. Yeah, it's kind of like a mesh of four and five together, I would say. I, I feel like those two go hand in hand. Yeah, I do want to say that um, idols reflect the culture, mm -hmm. right? So think about what do you regard as more important than God? Culturally in America, what is that idol? 
Can you name it? Money. Money. It's a big one. But I would even say independence. Independence. Oh, yeah. That's true. We pride ourselves because we have been suppressed by, you know, um, the monarchy. You know, think about like, like in the history of America. Mm-hmm. Right. We have been oppressed in that sense, slavery and such. We want freedom. So we almost, if you talk about the average American, what do, what are we actually right now? Like, what are we really fighting against? I don't have a voice. I'm going to fight. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. Um, I need to have control. I'm going to fight. Right. So I think to the detriment perhaps of us is that we value independence and control so much so that for us to say God is my Lord mm-hmm. to the, the, the understanding of the word Lord mean master. Yeah. Whew, I don't know what a pill that would be for all of us to swallow. Yeah. But if you move to the East, they have an understanding of master servant and all these stuff, you know, hierarchy not that it's a good thing, yeah. I think, but they have that understanding and they also have an understanding of community and everything else. Yeah. There is very little independence for Asia or other countries because we, they are interdependent. So they kind of understand that. So in my opinion, they are more um, readily um, accepting of God, my master, because I would rather be controlled and be working under a benevolent master like mm-hmm. God, the God who loves me and sacrificed himself for me, mm-hmm. than the tyrant who's ruling over me and wants my money and my land and all of these things. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are the two idols. Now the idols, I think of East is a bit trickier because it's so complex, meaning they have so many different idols. They have idols. But if you boil it down to what it is, is fear is like, or or maybe their idol is security. Mm -hmm. I wanna be secure um, because I'm I'm so poor. I don't have money. I can't feed my family, myself. I wanna be secure. That's why you know money and, and possessions will give me security. Land will give me security. Mm-hmm. So these are just my thoughts, but um, I think if you, you know, it's something we should think about as to what is the real ultimate underlying idol that is ruling all our thoughts and our actions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we'll transition into the next question. Um, I know there's kind of like a bit of a misconception at times um, amongst like, you know, when someone talks about the spiritual realm or has these experiences, there's this misconception that they could just be having mental illnesses or it could be all in their head. So, you know, how would you address something like that and whether those experiences they're sharing are actually valid and real? That is a, a big question to swallow. Um, and I don't think there is necessarily a one question that ends all. Um, although my mentor, when I talked to him about this, it, he said that mental illness is the inability. So inability to think through problems logically. Okay, so you have um, disassociative disorder, schizophrenia, um, and, an, and, and an array of different kinds of mental illness, depression and whatnot, right? So I really hesitate when people say I have the spirit of depression. Mm-hmm. Really use that lightly, people, because um, do you know that person have a spirit in them? Or is it a chemical imbalance that they need counseling and medicine, right? However, because I was working in um, an addiction agency and the clients that I saw, and just over and over again, I was really, um, I felt very helpless because 
I, it's an agency that I couldn't really introduce Christ in. So all I was doing, in my opinion, was giving them half of the answer. You know, because I truly believe addictions is a stronghold. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's not as easy as people think. I used to think, just will it, man. Like, get yeah. over yourself. <laughs> um, but it's, it's more than that. Yeah. Uh, so when you don't have, when Christ does not enter in, mm-hmm. you, you still think of it as all of the things that I can give to them, tools that I can do to help them eliminate relief from addictions. They're all just tools, things. It doesn't get to the bottom and the core of their heart. Their heart is they need Jesus to come into whether it is a trauma to go in with them back to that trauma or whether it is um, something else of an experience. God, Jesus needs to come in and heal that, right? Now, schizophrenia or disassociative identity disorder um, can look very much like possession. So it really requires discernment of a team of people to be praying for you, to be asking through these things. Yeah. Um, so I think the, maybe the, the thing I would say is let's not put a name on it right away when someone share something like this. Because first of all, unless they're sharing all the time about these things and repeating it to numerous of people or just anybody that they see, uh, I would really challenge that. But most of the time, I think when people share, it's, it's, it's an honor to be in that presence because it's not an easy thing for them to share this. Yeah. Very intimate, very sometimes shameful experience. Um, and, and, and they are riddled with fear why would we want to say why why would we want to dismiss this Mm -hmm. let's not dismiss it but rather have people come alongside them and pray for them Mm -hmm. discerning god's wisdom on what to do with this scenario Mm -hmm. but don't give up on that and don't dismiss it Mm And I think having some discussions with those who have background background on psycholo- uh, psychology and counseling to to um, speak into that would be helpful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I just want to sit with that for a little bit because I know I'm getting into the field of mental health and it's a it's a battle for a lot of people and if there's that lack of support and there isn't a team of you know, individuals who are believers, but also have that background, it's really hard to really help an individual because oftentimes these spiritual forces and whatnot really have a hold on us. And it's really hard to, we can't will it out ourselves. I really know. So we can't. You can't. And you just touched on something I want to share. Um, so I took some of these from my class that I took, uh, spiritual warfare, and my professor actually um, has a team of uh, of people with him to do what they call deliverance. Mm. So they don't say cast off demons like a, yeah. what do you call it? Um, what is that thing that like you hit their head and yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking uh, about. Oh my goodness, I don't know the word. I I should know the word, but. <laughs> Um, so they call it deliverance because you're not, de- you're not casting out, you're delivering them mm-hmm. from evil mm-hmm. and restoring, encouraging to restore them back to community. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is what he says. Um, some things you could pick out, uh, that this is, this is spiritual oppression or spiritual, uh, possession is there will be manifestation of like altered state of consciousness mm-hmm. um personality change change usually is hostile mm-hmm. usually is hostile um sometimes it's extreme hatred yeah uh one lady shared um her testimony that she had this 
any time the Bible was read, it was like a, 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 that it took over her. She hated it so much. Mm-hmm. Or another person, she couldn't even look at the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I would say if you look at the Bible, I think there's instances of that. Mm-hmm. You know, of whenever Jesus come into the scene, they would be hostile towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, other things like uncontrollable urges and anger, urges like self-harm even, and lashes of anger, like just lashing out mm-hmm. for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. Or, or reason because it's related to the Bible or Jesus or prayer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then finally, uh, the whole disassociative disorder. How did, so short form is did, right? Um, it's a defense mechanism when someone faces a trauma. Mm. So what that does is it, they, they, they seal off a part of themselves. Um, the part that was hurt, that was um, injured. Uh, and they sometimes become hostile to that, that part. Mm-hmm. So for example, my professor would say, would, talk, would, would uh, ask that, per, that client um, if they know of that part, you know, name, name that part. Mm-hmm. And, and then what is that part? Does that part have a heart? Does that part have a spirit? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, um, I think that's, that's, that can give you a bit more narrowing of what does manifestation look like yeah. versus mental illness. I see. Almost as if like, you know, these are the precursors to what it looks like for mental health as opposed to, you know, spiritual warfare. Yeah. And in the, in the time that they spend with this person, usually there's a series of questions, yeah. historical questions like um, uh, family history, mm. you know, as far as they can, they know, maybe mm. they would even talk to their parents if, it, yeah. if it's allowed. Yeah. Um, and, and trace back of the history to yeah. find out point of potential entry. Mm. Do you know what I mean by potential entry? I think I, I think I have an idea of what you mean by that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, maybe you can elaborate more on that, um, potential entry. Yeah. Uh, so potential entries are, um, an example I just said about trauma yeah. is, uh, Trauma is, is the, in my opinion, um, especially sexual trauma is uh, like a horrific experience. And so the person who, the victim who experienced it um, may be so extremely horrified and, and all this, and they will say, you know, Christ has failed me. Mm-hmm. And so I need someone else to protect me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they may invite or invoke an, a spirit of some kind to help heal them. I see. In, in, unintentionally say the spirit of heaven or, or an angel, come help me. Mm-hmm. And the problem with this is <laughs> you're inviting something you don't know, okay? Mm-hmm. You think that you're inviting the angel like Gabrielle, but you could be inviting the angel of death or fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is an, an, a, a vivid ex, uh, uh, example of inviting in a point of entry. Mm-hmm. Normally something as horrific of, as trauma, mm-hmm. he, he said, normally that's the point of entry. So we want to know about past trauma. I see. Uh, another thing is ancestral uh, thing. Like yeah. we have a friend whose grandma, I believe, or mother um, dedicated her at the temple mm. without knowing she mm. had in, inadvertently invited spirit into her daughter. So like in the context of like a Vietnamese community and with a lot of those Eastern cultural practices and idol and other worships, it almost seems as if generational sin from the past too can also be possible entries correct for the next generation right yes yes and if you go into counseling Mm -hmm. and you would like to incorporate um christian counseling in i would say 
I would definitely do a, a history, not just psychological history or even yet like it's not medical history. You're doing, you also want to know spiritual history. Yeah. Um, to the best of their knowledge, right? And then being asking the spirit to uh, really give you discernment as to mm -hmm. the way they're behaving, speaking. Is there something that's off? Isn't it? Isn't uh, in line with who they are? Uh, uh, they they are meaning you because you get to know this person, right? Mm -hmm. But some things are not really matching up to their character. Mm -hmm. Is it just, you know, bad day or whatever, or is it mental illness or is it more? Mm -hmm. I think the spirit in us, we have and yet don't realize the power mm -hmm. that he wants to give us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So definitely I would ask to your, the best of your knowledge, even to the little things like, you know, have you ever played Ouija board? Have you ever tampered with seances? Mm -hmm. um, you may think that, oh, it's just fun. Like in my past, I remember distinctly, and I don't really remember my, my, <laughs> my elementary years, but I remember distinctly that I played with the Ouija board. Wow. This is in school, okay? I was wow. so, oh my goodness. And um, I never, I, I did not feel completely at peace. Yeah. So there's so much to say about this, but I, um, it, it came upon me that I needed to be prayed over. I know that was long, 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 long time ago, yeah. but I don't want any foothold, any stronghold, any, anything that the enemy could have over me. Yeah. So I would pray against that. Mm -hmm. And if it persists that I don't have the peace that it is gone, I would ask my husband, who is the spiritual authority right now for me, um, to pray over me, to rebuke that. I know it's a balance because sometimes you can't get all nitty gritty and yeah. every single thing is needs to be prayed and delivered over. Yeah. But I wouldn't be naive about it either. Yeah, because I, I know that a lot of um, people my age who grow up in Asian American families, their um, relatives or the generation before them still engage maybe in some cultural practices or maybe superstitions even. Um, what would you say to them to help them navigate through that? Or even to draw the line between the cultural practices? Mm, yeah. Um, I would say first, you need to recognize that it's real so that you don't go around being naive or ignorant. Ignorant here is not bliss. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard for me to say it across the board because if they don't believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. I don't think giving them any type of advice would be actually helpful. Mm, that's fair to say. Because um, we don't have any power, including a community of people don't have power. Only Jesus has power and he has demonstrated through the Bible as we read in his uh, birth, life and death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. So that's first, salvation. Understanding salvation, understanding that you as a sin sinner in a living, living in a fallen world need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Secondly, if they do have come to Jesus and Jesus is their savior, redeemer and Lord, then you have to know scripture. Mm -hmm. There's no way going around it. You, you, you just, you have to know it, but you have to know it accurately. And how do you do, do you do that is you got to study it, but you also need to have other people um, who are godly mm -hmm. to um, help you interpret as well as grow in it, right? Yeah. Like I said, God created us all in his, uh, in his image. We bear the image of God. So the, the third thing I would say is the scripture will help you with that. Saint does not want any of us 
to remember this, that we are our identity is in Christ and we bear his image, the image of God. Why? This image of God that we bear is a like in your face Satan thing. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to challenge that all the time. And whatever means necessary, he will do that. And by the way, he knows all our weaknesses. So that's why I said, you can't say I'm doing me, I'm independent. You really can't because in this world we are living in is the world belonging to Satan. Yes, only for a time, but it's enough to do a lot of damage. And so you need to know the Bible really, really um, accurately. Uh, knowing that Christ in you, the spirit in you, we have power. And the power um, of scripture. What did Jesus do without preaching to you all? What did Jesus do in his uh, temptation at the, in the desert? Oh, he, he found rest with God and he prayed. But what did he use every time he was challenged by the devil? Um, I think from what I remember, it's just him constantly being, well, when you say use, you mean like in terms of like his own personal mantras and things he repeated to himself? No, no, no. He uses scripture. Oh, scripture. Obviously. <laughs> I know it's obvious, but I know <laughs> we forget this. Yeah, so that's obvious true. That we forget this. Mm -hmm. So we muster up yeah. our own strength, our own wisdom to rationalize with the devil and the enemy. Listen, you can't rationalize. Yeah. The enemy, the devil is a deceiver. He is the prince of deceiver. Mm -hmm. You think you can argue any way out of this? No, you have to use scripture because every single thing that Satan tempted Jesus, he used scripture accurately. Satan knows scripture. Hey, you better believe it. He knows it. And he's used it on Eve. Yeah. The very beginning. He only omitted and he added in. This is why the Bible said, I mean, that's, this is why we should not and will not add or take out. Those are all cults. Anything that adds or take out. So we, that, what did I say? One is um, we have to be saved, right? Mm -hmm. Salvation in Christ. Second is know the Bible and know it accurately. Mm -hmm. um, third is not know we're going about it either. We have to discipline ourselves mm -hmm. with reading God's word and being in his presence. Why? When we're in his presence. And what I mean by in his presence isn't, isn't, um, you know, like yeah. just sitting there and being quiet all and, and, and filling yourself with nothing. You, you know that we can't really fill ourselves with nothing. I believe that. Yeah. Because you will fill yourself with something. Yeah. And so don't, don't be deceived to say, I want to empty myself. No, no, no. You yeah. cannot be emptied. Something mm -hmm. will be in you. Mm -hmm. So you need to be disciplining yourself with scripture as well as being in God's presence. And the reason you're in God's presence is scripture reminds you that Christ, what he has done and that God is with you and that God is for you and all of the truth that he's given to you through scripture. But you're, you're, you're soaking that in. You're also praising him and thanking him and asking him how you can be a part of what he's doing. Mm -hmm. That is soaking in his presence, communing with him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think the third, I mean, the fourth thing, this is very practical, mm -hmm. but this is something we don't remember all the time, mm -hmm. unfortunately, is putting the armor of God in Ephesians chapter six, verse 11 to 18. You are putting on the armor because you cannot go on any day without this armor. Unfortunately, we don't put, give ourselves enough time to be with the Lord to remind ourselves that we need yeah. this armor. And so we fight this invisible realm oftentimes yeah. without proper equipment. Mm. <laughs> you wouldn't go into work without knowledge of what you need to be doing. You wouldn't go any, to any type of battle or even sports, uh, playing a sport without the right equipment, right? Yeah. So why do we do this? 
I, I, I think, really, oh, go ahead, sorry. I, I think it's because we don't understand that we are in a battle. Mm -hmm. We don't really um, comprehend that there is two kingdoms at work. Mm -hmm. Either we are so up there in the clouds thinking God is so victorious, God will is powerful, and it is true, yes. But don't forget, he also allow the, the evil one to be at work for now. Mm. And therefore, that's why when Jesus, before he left, said, go into all the world, making disciples. This is a command. It's not a suggestion. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, you know, if you do this, it'd be good. Yeah. No, it is to do this. And over and over again, you hear, you read the Bible is you're always uh, on guard. You all, you need to be putting on, um, you know, being ready to move, yeah. being ready for the time when Christ come back. All of these readiness terminology mm -hmm. somehow, mm -hmm. somehow has been lost, mm -hmm. has really been lost. So put on the armor of Christ, go back to Ephesians and really put those down. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, finally, I think um, for me personally, being in prayer. Because prayer to me now is not asking the Lord to do this and to do that. He's not my genie. Mm -hmm. When I pray, it is actually for me. A lot of it is for me. It's to remind me who it is that I am belonging to what am i here for on this planet earth and where will i end up therefore i have hope all of this is prayer yeah yeah this is i think this is what paul means by when he says pray without ceasing yeah 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 when you were sharing about um how we oftentimes are not comprehending that we are in a spiritual battle. It makes me think how sometimes we are so focused on what we can see and that's our way of logically rationalizing things to understand and to carry with our life. Mm -hmm. And if we're not, like you said, praying and spending time with God and like putting on that armor of Christ, we're not going to see the spiritual warfare that we go through. Yeah. Yeah. And like with our American culture, you know, we're so materialistic at times. We're only focused on what's visible in front of us, you know, mm -hmm. and I can see how that is just like a distraction from all the other things that we may not see. Yeah. I, I, I think Mm, it all boils down to this is we have to understand the enemy. We have to really understand that we have an enemy. Mm. Okay. So the moment you put your life and faith in Jesus, you better believe that you are automatically the enemy of the state, the enemy of mm -hmm. our enemy. Of the devil you're on his blacklist okay <laughs> so whether you want to accept it or not whether it's too scary for you or not it's the reality so if we're talking in terminology of battles yeah. we have an allegiance our citizenship is heaven our master is god our interceder our savior is jesus and our allegiance is either to him or to Satan and his dominion. That is the only two, you know, if we continue on this sort of uh, battle terminology. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's pretty obvious and kind of simple. Don't mm -hmm. make it complicated. Mm -hmm. God is such a loving God. Mm -hmm. And even in his disciplinary, even in his judgment, if you read it carefully, he has given the Israelites over, over and over again, chances and chances and chances. He doesn't say, today, I'm going to strike you with fire like that, right? Even to the Ninevites, he mm -hmm. told someone, uh, what's his name again? 
oh my gosh, Jonah to go and, yeah. and speak, right? Mm-hmm. So this is to me a God. So why would I not want that master? Yeah. And opt for something lesser than that. Satan is not a gentleman, okay? Mm-hmm. Satan is not for you. Mm-mm. This His ultimate goal is to be God mm-hmm. and to be masters of you mm-hmm. and not the master in the way God is. Yeah. He is ultimately to manipulate you and control you and deceive you so that you depend on these trinkets, on these fallacies and, and, yeah. and deceptions and fear and not depend on God, who is the all-powerful creator of the world, creator of Satan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. I would. I'm going to choose the God mm-hmm. who created all of this, because mm-hmm. even in His judgment, I'm still spared. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I don't want to be on the enemy camp. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. This is a lot. It's a lot to take in, I'm sure, <laughs> for Michael. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just a lot of things to share. And I, I couldn't figure out like what to um, omit and what not to. But again, I don't think this should be one time thing. Yeah, like, I, I truly welcome any other questions. If you sharing this to your church, and there's follow up questions or whatnot, let me know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll do my best what I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to remind us, you know, God says it very clear. And I think mm-hmm. things that's happening around the world and including among the young people today, mm-hmm. um, I think we're really not paying attention to God's warning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, going back to what did he, uh, where, when God, when God said, do not go to mediums, fortune tellers, or for advice, you will, or you will be become unclean. This is in Leviticus, okay, in the Old Testament. And then again, in Deuteronomy, he talks against going and being involved in magic with witchcraft, mediums. We are, we're hearing things like white mat, I mean, sorry, white lies and soft was it good magic and bad magic and um all of it's like okay there's very little room for black and white and i i get that there are some very very difficult things but you have to understand that god is a god of order and the reason he gives you these commands is for your good Mm. right he loves us if we don't understand that then we're always going to question that so these are commands go back to what god says not to do there's a reason he said that Mm -hmm. and it isn't so that you can have a dull life yeah (laughs) it's crazy how you mentioned like that phrase of like black and white and gray because i think there are a lot of people that operate in the gray and it's really hard to see that black and white at times yeah. Oh, I, I really don't think I would be popular in some of the opinions that I have about things because it's, it's black and white. And, and, and with, I really want to make this clear. I'm not saying these things or believing it because I don't have sensitivity mm-hmm. or understanding of, of things. Um, within my very short time of interning at an addiction agency, I've, I've heard a lot of horrible things that tears my heart and it actually enlarged my heart. And I begin to see a lot of gray areas. And while there is gray areas, unfortunately, the judgment isn't gray. Mm-hmm. And we can struggle because it's normal. And I think we need to struggle to really work out our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, don't automatically dismiss things that are hard because you're scared of what it might bring, including questions and doubt. Mm-hmm. Wrestle with it, mm-hmm. but be like the psalmist. You know, in all the Psalms, you wrestle, you lament, you, it's really vivid, mm-hmm. the descriptions there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, 
you decide. It's a decision. Yeah. We base on emotions way too much. Mm -hmm. And then we act on it way too much to the destruction of ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. And in, in, inadvertently, we have pretty much played into the hand of our enemy. Mm-hmm. I refuse to be played in the hands of my enemies, and that's. I think that's only because I'm convinced I need God. Yeah, I need scripture because that's the what is it? Um, that's the truth, right? Yeah, but I struggle. I still to this day. I, there's things I'm not convinced. I'm not sure. Yeah, but bring it to the Lord. Don't bring it to yourself or to others too much. Yeah.